Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Good day, good day, everyone. This is your host, Paul Lawrence Van, host of Wealth Academy podcast. And you know our mantra, wealth is more than just money. We talk about more than just money. We talk about people having relationships, whether they're with a spouse, a significant other, in their work uh, relationship in the community that they work in and much, much more. But our guest today is Pam McNeil. Pam, great day to you. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Paul. How about yourself? Doing wonderful. And today what Pam is going to be talking about and sharing with us is how students can find pathways to get into college and uh, finding unique ways to do so. So she'll be sharing that with us today, which is very important because we know uh, in this century, in 2021, Mm -hmm. that uh, still having that education is one of the best things that we can do for ourselves. So she'll be sharing that with you today. So Pam, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's rock and roll here. All right. All right. So Pam, welcome. And what was the genesis for your educational pursuits as you entered Wellesley College, that esteemed college in the Northeast that we all know and love? Well, um, Paul, my, both my parents were the first in their fa- in their large families mm-hmm. to graduate from college. And they had very few options at the time. They, they are college sweethearts. They met a uh, historically black college in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they migrated to DC shortly before my birth and I was born in Freedman's Hospital. And I obviously uh, consider myself a child of the civil rights movement. So um, things were being dismantled. Uh, I actually was involved in the desegregation of public schools here in Prince George's County in the mid seventies. Okay. Um, had the benefit of attending uh, my parents' uh, college homecomings and see how the uh-huh. tournaments, you know, had the advantage of uh, spending some time on Howard University's campus and whatnot. Uh-huh. So given the opportunity and knowing that doors had just started really opening up for us, I, I was pretty confident that I was going to go, I could and should go to a predominantly uh, white institution. Sure. And um, did did some of my own self-discovery and in, in, in finding my way to wealth. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. But that's very historic, especially uh, having that opportunity to see the vision of uh, Howard University play out on that campus, how historic that is. And then, of course, with your parents uh, attending uh, Winston-Salem State, just like my great aunt did, uh, very esteemed college for the Rams down there in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So how did you, how did your college and work experience transform you to have a passion for helping youth get a quality education today? We know that education is vital and always has been vital uh, for African-American people. But how does it uh, process today in terms of getting that good quality education? How has your work experience uh, helped you to better understand that and share that with others? Well, a couple of things. Uh, I, uh, I majored in economics, but that wasn't mm-hmm. my original goal. I thought I was going to major in psychology, uh-huh. but I had a, a wonderful college undergraduate experience. Um, okay. I, I unofficially minored in, in Black Studies, which is now called Africana Studies, uh-huh. and then I also unofficially majored in extracurricular activities. Sure. So I had a really great experience, not so great of uh, graduate school experience. Sure. And um, 
about 10 years out of Wellesley, I decided to get involved as an alumni recruiter. And um, I wanted to go, you know, reach back and um, actually try to find other young women that look like me to have that opportunity. Exactly. And um, in the course of doing that, I discovered that it didn't matter, particularly now I'm recruiting everybody, but particularly for our African-American youth, I found that it didn't matter whether you were first in your family to go to college or legacy. It didn't matter whether you were inner city or suburban. It didn't matter whether you were low income, middle Uh class or upper. It didn't matter whether you were going to a public school or private, a Tony private school. We were not getting the benefit of the insider knowledge. Those those ticks and tricks and opportunities to be prepared for these highly competitive um, college admissions opportunities. So I I made it my business to to try to share all of what I was learning as as an insider because we were trained even as as volunteers on all of what they do in this um, holistic Mm -hmm. approach in these competitive environments. So that is what led me to found um, College Bound Success, where kids, um, we helped identify, um, prepare, and encourage and prepare kids Mm -hmm. for the high stakes um, opportunities. Yes, wonderful, wonderful. And as you stated, uh, the uh, high school guidance counselor can do but so much. Because in many instances, they aren't in a position where they know the insider secrets and ways of how to leverage uh, for those scholarship opportunities and more. Uh, I'd use my personal experience and my guidance, high school guidance counselor told me that I did not have what it took to be a college student and I graduated from college with honors. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show that um, we need people with your expertise uh, to assist in that process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I share? Can I share? Absolutely. Uh, One of the secrets that I've just gotten comfortable really talking about, but it's Uh something that that struck me when I went to an alum of Harvard Business School. And it it was kind of, there's a long story about how I got in, but that's some of what I share with the the families that I work with in terms of it's all about relationships, right? right? But I did not aspire to go to Harvard applied because it had the hardest application sure um and used that as a model because back in my day there was no common application there wasn't a standard where you could just fill out one application and then send it to multiple schools all mm-hmm. the schools had their own uh-huh. so harvard's was the most difficult so i figured i'll use this one and then cut and paste for the others sure once i filled it out i was like well might as well send it. so anyway got in and was encouraged to go because at the it's considered one of the best. Some people think it is the best, but one of the best business schools in the country. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm going fully confident that, um, you know, I, I won't, I have no fear. But anyway, I get there. And my expectation was that the majority of the people there would be bright. True. And the best and the brightest. Mm-hmm. And I was sadly disappointed to find out that the majority of the people, two thirds of the people there are not the best and the brightest. Sure. Now, not to discourage anybody, but a third of the people that are there are the children of the best and brightest. Got it. Which they is totally different. Which they recognize they need a credential and their parents have the ability to get them that credential. Sure, exactly. Uh, the other third are kids or young people who are highly competitive and highly ambitious. And again, mm-hmm. they know they are not the best and the brightest. So again, that credential can be of assistance to them. Sure. So 
only a third of the people that I encountered were the best and the brightest. Now, mm-hmm. my takeaway from that is it we all are worthy to be in the room. So sure. we should not discourage anyone from high aspirations, from big dreams. From Absolutely. Have a home. seat at the table. Right. To have a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that is also part of what drives me in that. I'm not saying everybody needs to go to Harvard or Wells. That's exactly. not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is we need to prepare ourselves to be ready whenever Absolutely. Opens to walk through. Definitely. And I, I totally agree. And like you said, it's all about that preparation because mm-hmm. uh, life today, it's really a lot about technology. And even if it's not strictly technology, uh, even if someone's doing accounting or economics like you, there's still a uh, technology piece to it nowadays because mm-hmm. that's, that's where everything has gone, especially with this pandemic. So thank you for sharing that. Now, we talked a little bit about your parents. So now we're going to talk about their experience. And uh, Pam, of course, is a second generation college graduate. Her parents are HBCU college sweethearts and active alumni of Winston State, Winston-Salem State University. So please share how HBCUs continue making valuable contributions to students today. Oh, they're invaluable. Um, and again, like I said, um, I work with kids to find the best fit. And what I learned from my parents is that HBCU network is again, invaluable. Um, My father was mentored by um, Clarence Big House Gaines. Oh yes, we we know Clarence. One of the winningest basketball coaches out there. Uh He was was only about 12 or 13 years older than my father. So more like a big brother, but he played a role like a a dad. My Uh father his father when he was about 15. Okay. And so I grew up watching how, um, you know, Big House Games, his network, uh-huh. cared about every young man he recruited to Winston-Salem. Right. And then he used the network and my parents continued in that vein and, and they've held probably every position in the Alumni Association. Uh-huh. So over the, over the years, um, mm-hmm. they've also been philanthropists to the university. Sure. Um, and so, and, and that's one of the greatest challenges right there. Mm-hmm. You know, people who graduate, but they never give back. Exactly. And thus it, it has that impact on the longevity, you know, and the stability of the, of the company. So uh, that's, that's of the college. So that's very important to be able to have that as well. Exactly. And so even though I did not attend an HBCU, I, when I was looking at colleges and I, mm-hmm. I recommend this to all the families that I work with, that the kids, mm-hmm. They need to look at um, the alumni in sure. particular at those institutions and see if these are people that, that they would want to spend time with, right. if they are role models in any way, shape, or form, because those are the people that really um, have a lifelong impact on your success. So you go to college, a lot of times young people at this age are thinking about only going and getting a degree, uh-huh. but um particularly with HBCUs and certain other, you know, institutions that I highly recommend um, students and their families consider, you know, there's a lifelong legacy within the institution. It's more than just a four-year. Um, absolutely. It's right. community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It's one thing to sustain, and then it's another to maintain right. that community. And our, H- and our yes. HBCUs also, you know, they are there to support and undergird us in our success. Absolutely. So again, if you're not going to HBCU, 
and considering other institutions, you should be looking for some of those same aspects as well. Exactly. It makes a big difference, big difference. So Pam, we're going to talk about something very special to you. And many people who are listening are also going to understand this, but you're also the board member of the Alfred Street Baptist Church Foundation, uh, which annually reviews over 250 applications from graduating high school students, seniors, and selects and awards over 80 college recipients scholarship recipients each year. Please share how the foundation transformed the lives of students that participate in the college scholarship program at Alfred Street Baptist Church, a very renowned church, mind you. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Um, The the Alfred Street Baptist Church Foundation, uh, you do not have to be a member of the church. Uh You do not have to be a Christian. Um, At this time, you only need to live within the the DMV area. Right. Um, uh-huh. Although our during the pandemic, our church uh, membership has expanded across the country. Right. More virtual. Streaming in from everywhere, but right now we still uh-huh. are limiting the scholarships to the to the DMV. Children. Yeah, to the uh-huh. DMV. But we review these applications, and um, one of the things that we are looking for primarily is is financial need, yes. because there are so many um, students who get into college. Mm-hmm. And um, still have a big gap, a huge gap as to how they're going to pay for it. Exactly. And so the foundation um, offers a lot of um, small scholarships, but there are also some sure. large renewable ones. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we review the applications, and, and every year there are a lot of dynamic students that are applying. Uh-huh. Sure. But our our hope is that we will be able to make a difference in the lives of whether these kids are sometimes able to go to school or not able to go to school. Yeah. And every year in this work that I've been doing for over uh, a dozen years now, uh, I am surprised at how many kids who qualify, who if sure. fill out these FAFSA forms, right. financial aid exactly. um, uh, form that you have to fill out and it sure. evaluates and tells the family how much their expected family contribution is. Correct. Um, there are dozens and dozens of kids who have a zero financial, expected financial family contribution, which means right. that they should get a free ride to Correct. school. Uh-huh. And they apply to schools that don't have the ability to provide them with full financial aid. Right. So one of the other resources that I have not used with the, the families I work with is there are hundreds of schools in this country mm-hmm. that you that they will fill your need 100%. That, okay. Right. And so exactly just knowing the difference between this school and that school. And, and, and it's surprising which schools you would think would be in that category and and, sure. uh-huh. and so, you know, um, the biggest thing that the foundation tries to do is again, like I said, close that gap so that- Exactly, yeah. Yet, the school is maybe giving you some financial aid, but sure. you still have a huge gap we try to fill. Absolutely, and of course we know recently, as recently as, uh, maybe Friday that the Biden administration, President Biden's administration is putting a hold on the student loan that whether repayment goes back January 31st, 2022. So people who owe have to make payments, that's at least curtailed until that time. Hopefully people, students will get the job, they'd be able to improve their financial condition, but this feeds into it too for those who are going in next year, you mm-hmm. know, going into college to 2023. 
So that, that makes a tremendous difference. And it's something that uh, really needs to be looked at in this country uh, in terms of education that uh, you attend college, let's say for four years. And when you come out, uh, it takes almost, I don't know, five to 10 years to pay back that loan, depending on how much a student has. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. There's, there are some schools in this country that, again, if they are um, uh, need-based ba need need uh -huh. and they are, uh, fulfilling all of a student's need, yes. they usually try to, to minimize what the anticipated student debt would be to a small amount. Sure. But um, I have always advised our students and families to start early in seeking out scholarships across the board. Sure. Um, by using um, there are apps out there like Scholarly. Right, Scholarly. Yeah, very familiar with that. And um, I am in the process now of working out a, a partnership with um, an organization where they guarantee sure. that, uh, well, they don't make a, a literal guarantee, but they do- At least offer, make an attempt. Uh -huh. yeah, they, they, their track record has been that if you do what they say do, sure. and follow all of their, their steps and processes, um, that you will be granted scholarships Sure. And they, they have a database that, you know, is outstanding mm -hmm. in terms of uh, being able to go to school debt yes. free. So yes. you either get the, the school to, to provide you or you get an access to all of these extra outside scholarships right. in such a way that you can you can go to school because they're every year. Obviously, sure. there are tons and tons of scholarships that are never tapped because exactly. you just don't know about them. Yeah, I heard that there may be, um, I don't know, 200, well, some in the billions, but only 70 million of that actually goes out because people are not applying. They don't know to apply. They don't they know don't where know. to go for it. So in your particular case, Pam, you, you have a program yourself that you offer people to give them the insight on this. Yes, I, well, I'm actually in the process of revamping my whole program because sure. of the pandemic and, and, and right. COVID and everything and trying to uh, do a hybrid of something that's online sure. with a live component. Exactly. Because prior to the pandemic, obviously all of what we primarily knew about was doing one-on-one, face-to-face. Sure. You know? um, and so um, there are five things that are a five-step prong process in sure. any program that I offer. And um, it starts with uh, self-discovery and self-awareness. Right. Yes. You got to know uh -huh. who you are. Absolutely. Right now, yes. And you want to know who you want to be. Sure. And I encourage all all of our kids to dream big. Exactly. Uh, a lot of times our, as parents or whoever guidance counselor, people are very narrow minded because yeah. they, they don't want you to be disappointed. Right. Well, I say dream big. Yes, absolutely. Right? That's the gotta, best approach. You got to know where you're starting. Right. Yes, and then exactly. where you want to go. Mm -hmm. And then. I, uh, the second prong is college and career exploration. Sure. A lot of times we don't have any idea what's out there. Sure. Right. And again, have a small or narrow focus. Mm -hmm. You're missing out on a lot of opportunities. Exactly. The results are not so good. Right. So yeah. we, we, we go into figuring out what's out there. Uh -huh. And again, thinking in the back of our heads about what your big dreams are, but you're only 15, 16, 17. You don't really know. Exactly. All right. Prong three is choosing a path. Yes. What's the best fit for you? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
and it's and it's based on your dreams. Sure. But also looking at okay, what is the path? Uh, I discovered uh, a few years ago that mm-hmm. there kids don't think about becoming air traffic controllers. Right. Yeah. But there's a specific path for that. For sure. Right. And very specific. specific yes. But it is a rewarding, you know, career, and oh, we yeah. are not represented at at a, really. It's yes. negligible, right? Yes. So anyway, career and college exploration. Uh-huh. Then it's the fourth step is all about the preparation. Yes. Right. Um, doing those, figuring out what tests you have to take, mm-hmm. figuring out how to make the best presentation. Once exactly. You figure out exactly what you have to yeah. do. Yeah. Kind of like an interview. Get your SAT, ACT. All of, yes, all of that. So, like yeah. at the at the foundation with the scholarships, we interview every person that is being considered for a scholarship. Okay. Now, all scholarship programs are not going to do an interview, but you need to be prepared. Absolutely. You need to have some communicative skills. Exactly. And we want to look at uh, Generation Z student for those are the students now that are going out of high school and the college and uh, the communication skills is so important but a lot of times they don't have those skills right they have yeah they're communicating you know socially yeah texting right so getting that experience and then the fifth the fifth um step is the evaluating your choices and i work with families to make sure that you have choices because to me what's saddest is you're going somewhere or you're not going anywhere exactly. because you don't have any choices. Exactly. Yes. Right? You need when, to have more than one. <laughs> right. And and so you need to also be able to know how to evaluate them. Yeah. So sure. those are um, uh, five great concepts. Sometimes it comes down to, to finances, but yes. even that you have to, there are subtle nuances to it because, okay, this school may say they're giving you a full ride, but it's right. only for the first year. Right. There's another school that may say, you know, uh-huh. you're going to have to add a component, but we are capping it at a certain amount. Well, sure. if you evaluate, it might, uh-huh. you know, the school that says you have to put in a little, sure, that may actually be a better deal right. than the full ride for one year. And then comes second year, you're out of luck. Exactly. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. And again, these are the unknowns that people don't know it exists until it's too late. Mm-hmm. You know, you re- really have to uh, work this thing along before the senior year and mm-hmm. have that okay. SAT, yeah, have the SAT or ACT in place so that you know what the barometer is because a student can go back and retake and everything. All right. Well, that's that's fantastic. So I know the listeners are really going to appreciate that information. So let's talk just a little bit about uh, our current social condition, our social, from a social justice standpoint. So uh, given today's social climate, what do you say to students who enter college and potentially encounter difficulty from students at majority campuses? In other words, where they get there and things have really changed. You know, since we went to college, we didn't have any controversy. We pretty much were like, okay, we need to study hard, pass these tests and get out of here. But nowadays, there's another element that's added to it. So what do you recommend uh, for students today so that they, they can have that eyes wide open approach? Hmm. I say it's never been easy attending majority campuses. Very true. And I don't anticipate that it will ever be easy. Yes, very true. Yes. But most things that have value never do come easy. Right. So when I was attending Wellesley, there was a principles of economics textbook that had a section entitled Black Economics. Uh And it the opening sentence was 
Blacks may be beautiful, but they are certainly poor. And then it went on to chronicle the dysfunction of Black families, Black households, none of which was true for me, mm -hmm. my family. Absolutely. Yeah. But the misinformation in this particular textbook was used, this particular textbook was used by 70% of the student body. Wow. Now, fortunately for me. So that's, found, that's laying a foundation. Yes. You know, philosophy yes. for life. <laughs> yeah. Now, fortunately for me, there were Black staff. Exactly. Faculty, upper-class women and, and alums uh -huh. to assist us in the everyday struggles that we, you know, encountered on the campus every day. Sure. So my words to young people today is do not be discouraged. Again, back to what I was saying originally about uh, being at Harvard, you deserve to be on these campuses as much as anybody. Exactly. Okay. Absolutely. As citizen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the citizen itself. Exactly. So do not be discouraged. You know, again, when evaluating schools, I think that that's something you look at in terms of are there Black faculty? Are there Black staff? What yes. kind of resources do they have for the kids? What's uh -huh. the alumni, you know, look like? Are, sure. You know, and so those are the things that you tap into. But one of the components of the program that I'm currently uh, uh -huh. working on are there are five ships mm -hmm. and they're the five ships are citizenship scholarship leadership stewardship and entrepreneurship oh and that's so wonderful the citizenship piece is again teaching us mm -hmm. how we have agency as a as a member of this country sure and any of these campuses we are citizens on these campuses and just understanding our rights and our responsibilities yes absolutely so another important piece of it is that uh, we want the same privileges, but we also have to recognize the costs, yes. you know, involved mm -hmm. in terms of our responsibilities in Definitely. these campuses. And so people have paved the way, you know, sure. your ancestors and then uh -huh. folks like you and I. Exactly. And so when you get on these campuses. Do the work. Do the work, but you're not Go alone. Do the work, yes. But you're not alone in the, in the struggle. So Absolutely. We're but I try to get you prepared before you get Oh, definitely. I think that is absolutely wonderful, Pam, because, again, this is not something that the guidance counselor can even provide. It's not something that the family member can, can provide per se because they don't have the background and the foundation for it. And then, of course, we know the student as a part of that trinity would not know. They, they would have to do some excessive research and or they have some friends that may have went through it, which in most cases is not the case. So right. I think that's very important. So uh, Pam, our interview is coming to a close, but I want to get some final points from you. If you have any upcoming programs, if you have ways that people can contact you and uh, that will really uh, be of great help for us. All right. Um, I made a couple of little notes real quick because there's just so sure. much to cover in this topic, right? Absolutely. Well, I think we're going to have to do it again. How about that? Do some, uh, the rest of it. <laughs> but uh, some keys for people to, to take away from today, start early, right? Senior right. year of high school is too late and right. middle school is not too early. Exactly. Uh, create a game, a game plan for your success. Getting in is just the beginning. Yes. Make the most of every summer and school break. And if you're in high school now, get to know your teachers right. and you start college with the idea that you're gonna get to know your professors 
because they'll be your source for recommendations for jobs, for scholarships, for school admissions. You want to visit college campuses. Again, never too early to do this. Absolutely. Start with your local schools, the local colleges in your area, and wherever you visit another city or state, detour to the area college campuses. Sure. Because you'll get a real sense of, you know, what that's like. And there are different. Yeah. This is one that most people don't think about. Shadow people at work. Yes. Create your own take a kid to work opportunity. Mm -hmm. Everyone thought I would be a lawyer. And I did, too, until my father got me an opportunity to work in a law firm when Uh when between first and second semester of my freshman year. Uh That opportunity saved me three years of, of law school, the stress of taking the bar exam. Mm-hmm. And to, to get a job in a law firm to then find out that I didn't like the day-to-day of work. Exactly. And that was that's very important mm-hmm. because you have to know what you know, know what you like, mm-hmm. and, and see if that's really the passion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Read books and take the SAT prep courses. Do not believe the lie that you don't test well mm-hmm. or that the test is a measure of your intelligence. Right. Tests are simply a measure of how well prepared you are at that given moment in time. That's correct. Know what will be tested, know how it'll be scored, and then practice. Yes. Reading improves your vocabulary, your mm-hmm. comprehension, and your writing. All these things are tested in the SAT. So the more books you read, the better you become. And then lastly, seek out alumni and current students and talk to them. If you don't see yourself spending time with these people, the school is probably not for you. But exactly. don't base it on just one or two individuals. Exactly. So in yes. terms of uh, being in touch with me, uh-huh. as we were talking about technology, sure. I've been having some issues. I had hoped to have something really straightforward sure. to share today. Sure. But um, I'm revamping my my um, my website. Okay. Uh, but anyway, they can reach out to me. Okay. Uh, my website is Harrietta. Yes. HarrietAtubman.com. Okay. Harrietta tubman.com uh-huh. and so they can go to the website and there's a place to for contact yes or they can send an email to ceo at harrietta tubman.com harry tubman.com ah fantastic fantastic and thank you so much for sharing all of this great information in terms of the unique pathways for students and to, again the important point is to start early know what you want, visit campus, do it early, don't wait to the last minute, and rely on an expert such as Pam McNeil to help you with that. So uh, thank you so much, Pam, for all that you do today. I want to tell all the people who are listening uh, to rate and review this episode with Pam McNeil, the all important aspects of getting a unique education for our students, because they are our future. They are our future. I'm dependent. I'm dependent on them. Yes, me too. I have two of them, so I'm double dependent on. (laughs) So thank you so much. And again, our guest today is Pam McNeil. She's an expert at finding pathways to get students into college using unique pathways. Pam is a graduate of Wellesley College and Harvard Business School. And again, she is the founder and president of College Bound Success and doing great work with Alfred Street Baptist Church, who is uh, really historic in and of itself. So thank you all for everything uh, that you do. Go out and rate and review this episode with Pam McNeil and give it a five-star rating because it's worth 10. But unfortunately, uh, podcasts, it only goes up to five, right? 
So we, we want to ensure that uh, you give a five star. And so my time is up and I thank you for yours. I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy podcast and continue to dream and to dream big as Pam McNeil uh, informed the students today to really dream big because uh, you have nothing to lose, nothing to lose. So keep dreaming and, and continue to do what you do. So my time is up and I thank you for yours. I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van. I'll see you on the next episode. And Pam McNeil, thank you so much for being our honored guest today. I'm so honored to have been here with you today, Paul. Thank you. All right. And I'll see you on the next episode, everyone. Have a great thank day. Thank you for listening. You will find the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy podcast, rate or review the podcast on iTunes.